Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at this episode is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episode starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you're a new podcaster or existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience and have more meaningful conversations, you're going to want to check out Poddex. Now, if you want to get 10% off your order right now, you can go to poddex.com and type in coupon code, what's the code? Larry21. Yes, that's the code. Check out poddex.com. Take your podcast to the next level. Welcome to the True Crime Never Sleeps podcast. We dive into stories of true crime from unsolved cold cases to historic kidnapping to gangsters and beyond. We are your source for true crime. We thank you for listening. Before we get into today's episode of Murder Monday, we'd like to remind you, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Just search True Crime Never Sleeps Podcast. Without further ado, let's dive into Murder Monday and the unsolved murder of Henrik Siewiak. Henrik Siewiak's murder remains one of the most obscure and mystifying cold cases in New York City. Killed on the very same day as the 9-11 terrorist attacks, his death was overshadowed by the larger tragedy that struck the nation. Two decades later, his story is still a testament to how individual tragedies can be overlooked in the face of overwhelming national events. Henrik Siewiak, a Polish immigrant, came to the United States in search of a better life for himself and his family. Like many immigrants, he sought the American dream, a land of opportunities and a chance for a fresh start. 2001, he was residing in Brooklyn and working for various jobs to make ends meet. The evening of September 11, 2001 is mostly remembered for the horrifying attacks on the World Trade Center and the Pentagon earlier in that day. The aftermath of those events was deep, deeply felt throughout the entire United States and the world. Streets were filled with shock, fear, and confusion. New York City, the primary site of the attacks, was a city in turmoil. People from all walks of life were attempting to locate their loved ones, others were fleeing the city, and some were seeking shelter for potential further attacks. Amid this chaos and heartbreak, an individual tragedy occurred. The murder of Henrik Siewiak. The streets of New York that night were eerily quiet, in some areas and chaotic in others. The regular bustle of the city was replaced by sirens, anxious, anxious chatter, and the drone of news reports emanating from radios and televisions throughout the city. The usual bright lights of the city seemed dimmer with an air of unease prevailing. Bedford, Stuyvesant, already a neighborhood grappling with crime, was not immune to the day's tensions. Many residents were indoors, glued to their TV screens, trying to make sense of the day's horrifying events. Against this backdrop, Siwiak, dressed in military-style camouflage, walked the unfamiliar streets, inadvertently attracting attention. 
The reason for Siwiak's choice of attire was practical and cultural. In Poland, such clothing was relatively commonplace and wasn't necessarily associated with military or gang affiliations. However, in the urban environment of Bedford, such an attire could be misconstrued. Some speculate that his outfit might have made him a target, possibly mistaken for a gang member or someone with ill intentions, especially given the heightened tensions of that night. Later that night, gunshots broke the silence. Siwiak was found shot, fatally wounded on Decatur Street. The murder of Siwiak occurring on the most tragic day in contemporary American his history presented unique challenges for the New York Police Department. While the entire nation's attention was focused on the devastation of the World Trade Center, Siwiak's death became a perplexing and haunting side story that demanded its own intricate investigation. Initial response and limitations. The immediate aftermath of the 9-11 attacks stretched New York's emergency services to their limits. The NYPD was primarily focused on the disaster downtown, supporting rescue operations and ensuring citywide security. Giving these Saving money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options. In stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Responsibilities? The initial response to Siwiak's murder was understandably limited. Manpower and resources that might usually be available for a homicide investigation were concentrated elsewhere. In the first few hours and days following the murder, the police struggled to find witnesses. Bedford was already a challenging environment for law enforcement due to mistrust in some segments of the community. On that particular night, many, many residents were indoors, either because of the attacks or because it was late. Those who might have seen or heard something were either hesitant to come forward or provided accounts that varied significantly, making it challenging to piece together a cohesive narrative. While robbery was initially considered a potential motive, this theory was soon discarded when it was found that Siwiak's possessions, including cash, were still on it. The possibility of a hate crime or a tragic case of mistaken identity due to his camouflage attire was also explored. Siwiak's clothing, common in Poland but potentially misinterpreted in an American urban setting, might have played a role in the tragic incident. The crime scene yielded limited physical evidence. Forensic teams were already working overtime due to the attacks, and while they did their best, the circumstances were far from ideal. Ballistics did confirm that Siwiak had been shot, but the weapon was never recovered. Other potential forensic evidence, such as DNA or fingerprints, uh, didn't lead to any significant leads or wasn't present, present in substantial amounts. As days turned into weeks and then months, the urgency of the 9-11 recovery operations began to reduce, allowing the NYPD to revisit pending cases like Siwiak's. However, by then, any trails that might have been warm had gone cold. Witnesses' memories faded or became even more inconsistent, and potential suspects either couldn't be located or had solid alibis. The Polish community in New York, as well as Siwiak's family, continued to push for answers. Their advocacy ensured that the case wasn't entirely forgotten. Over the years, the case was revisited multiple times, with new detectives taking a fresh look, 
hoping that modern technology or new evidence might shed a light on the mystery. Henry Siewiak's death highlights the interplay between individual tragedies and larger societal events. While the 9-11 attacks were undeniably devastating and of paramount significance, Siewiak's murder serves as a reminder that even on a day marked by immense tragedy, individual lives and stories continue to unfold and deserve attention. In the aftermath of 9-11, his death was statistically recorded as the only homicide in New York City on that day. The statistic alone stands as a stark symbol of how an event of such magnitude can overshadow individual tragedies. For Siwiak's family, the pain of his loss was compounded by the lack of closure. Their anguish was echoed by the Polish community, which rallied around the family and sought justice for Siwiak. Over the years, efforts have been made to keep the story alive and seek answers, documentaries, and news reports, along with other podcasts like like mine, have covered this story, hoping to shed a light on the events of that fateful night. Let us know your thoughts in the comments section below. What do you think happened? Do you think this case will ever be solved? For me, personally, I think it, honestly, I think, I truly believe it will be solved. Maybe not anytime soon, but I think, I think they'll finally find the person responsible. Or perhaps they have it, someone in custody or person of interest, and they just aren't saying anything publicly. But of course, we will have to wait and see. But hey, give us a thumbs up if you like our videos, subscribe to the channel, and if you like our content, hit that bell notification button to be notified of future videos. And of course, if you want to support the channel, you can go ahead and buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash TCNS. Your support helps the channel grow, upgrade our equipment, bring a new host, be able to pay them, and hopefully take this show on the road. As always, thank you so much for watching and listening. We will see you next time. You have been listening to the True Crime Never Sleeps Podcast. Thank you for listening. You can follow us on Facebook at True Crime Never Sleeps Podcast and on Twitter at True Crime NS. And follow us on Instagram at True Crime Never Sleeps. Thanks for watching. If you want to support the show, buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash TCNN or become a patron at patreon.com slash True Crime Never Sleeps. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big.